and we're starting something new for this next week. Now, this is kind of a big week uh, for a lot of folks, Thanksgiving, and um, I love the music selection today. It felt very worshipful. I'm in awe. I'm in awe of worship because it catches me up, especially as a guy, I think, who can think so logically about things and want to know how stuff works, to be caught up in the presence of God and to realize that a day is coming. I was thought about this this morning, where he will be the light of the world, where he's going to be. Yeah, I got to dismiss the blast students. Is that what's happening? <laughs> blast students can head out, and the blast leaders, thanks, Marissa. She's, she's waiting patiently. I'm not going to go until I'm told to go. Praise God. But I can't wait for the, I, I know the day is coming, the word says, where God himself, Jesus Christ, will be the light of the world. There'll be no darkness, that he'll be our ever-present son, like the sun that gives us light and life. And I think that's a beautiful thing that we're called forward to in worship. But as we enter into this time of Thanksgiving, this time of year, there's a lot of things that happen in our culture you know, there's a lot of things that go on. And one of the biggest things this week that will happen, and that I want to talk about over the next two weeks, is this season of giving gifts. As a matter of fact, let's revise that and say, we're going to talk about this for the next, I think, about eight weeks, but two weeks like this, and then six weeks another way through Advent. But what does it mean that we enter into the season of giving gifts? I heard many people already say, before Halloween was over, there was Christmas stuff out. And they were like, what's happening? You know, it's just backing up. But I also have talked to as many people who are so excited because Black Friday is coming. By the way, we said earlier during announcements, we need walkers on Friday. So if you still have some stamina left, <laughs> we're going to be going out, giving out things in the community and proclaiming that Jesus is the light of the season, that he is the reason that we celebrate Christmas. You know, if you know your history, you know Christmas existed before Christians celebrated Jesus' birthday. But it's been repurposed to glorify the Son of God. And so as a believer in Christ, your predominant function during Christmas should be to glorify Jesus Christ. And so we're going to try to do that Thursday on Black, or Friday on Black Friday after um, Thanksgiving on Thursday. And what's happened is the whole thing has shifted. I know that I told you there's some folks who were excited. I, I've seen some folks who are excited because it's been, it's been Black November for them. You know what I mean? Some retailers are just backing it up. They're excited. And the reason is this, because you can get great gifts at a great price, right? That's what's happening in the culture. I mean, I'm not even mad about that. Have you seen some of the deals yet that are coming? I mean, people are going to, like, drag their family out on Thanksgiving night at 5 o'clock for doorbusters, I've heard, right? People are going to get up at, like, 4 in the morning on Friday. Now, you guys are sitting here. You look reasonable, and you're going, that, I couldn't even get here by 10 o'clock today. I'm not going. Some of you are going to get up at 4 in the morning on Friday, aren't you? You're going to drag your ear out of bed, and you're going to go and find what the deal that you want. You're going to argue about the coupon that you have. You're going to get mad about the lady in front of you who grabbed that last one of that thing that you had to have. I love that stuff. Do you guys love that stuff? I love sleep more, but I love that stuff. That's why I love the internet, you know. You do that stuff right now. But it's been stretched out. It's being stretched out. And I'm, I wanted to ask you today, as we get into God's word, I want to ask you, have you ever gotten a really great gift? I mean, a really great gift. You see, the truth is, and you can ask my wife, and she'll affirm this, I'm not the best gift giver. Wouldn't you? I'm just not that good at it. Like, if gift giving is a spiritual gift, it's probably like the last. You know what I mean? I'm just not, I just screw it up repeatedly, you know? And, 
And, and, and yet, I, I have received really great gifts before. Like, really good ones. Now, here's something else that's interesting. I'm also not the kind of person that can fake it when a gift stinks. Are you with me? I mean, do any of you have the anxiety about the group Christmas gift exchange thing where your grandma is going to watch you open the gift she gave you? And you already know when you're getting ready to open that present that I'm going to start fake smiling now. It's going to be terrible. Can she tell? Thanks for the sweater. I kid you not, one time, one time, the first time I met my wife's family, I got one pair of black socks wrapped up in a present. I'm not joking, black socks. Like that's, there wasn't tags on them. They weren't in a bag. What we figured out later, my brother-in-law got one too. <laughs> my other cousin got one, you know, her cousin got one. And we're like, they bought a six pack <laughs> and they divided up the socks. And I got to tell you, when I was tearing that gift open, I'm like, socks. <laughs> and I asked Chris later, could you tell that I hated it? She says, I don't know. I wasn't watching. Have you ever gotten all the gift that you can't wait? It's like, oh, I just love it. You're really genuinely, that's interesting, isn't it? How we receive gifts. And so many people who are going to go out and try to get the great you know, Black Friday gift. They're trying to save money, but they're trying to get that one that somebody's going to really genuinely, excitedly tear it open and go, wow, that's awesome. It's exactly what I wanted. And not the whole, you know, one pair of black socks, fake smile. I think as we, as believers, as we consider giving good gifts, great gifts to people, at Christmas or any time, birthdays or anniversaries, whatever it is, it's, it's important that we understand what it means to get a great gift to begin with. I mean, how that even works. How do you get something that's truly great? And I think that we spend a lot of time trying to invent things that are great that turn out to not be great at all, and we ignore gifts that are truly great that have already been given to us. So today, as we consider how we can receive good gifts, I want to talk um, from God's word. But before we do, I'm going to ask that you would enter into prayer with me as we always do. We believe this is the inspired word of God and God can inspire us to understand it. Now, some of you guys are here today and you're saying, well, I never get this stuff. Today, we're going to pray that God would reveal truth to your heart. So please pray with me if you would. Father God, today we've come here to worship you and to see what you're doing and to celebrate your work and to glorify your name, to raise up the name of Jesus Christ. And Father, as we come into this season of gift giving and gift receiving, we want to be authentic about it. We don't want to fake it till we make it anymore. We want to be real before you about what you are doing in our lives. And today, Father, in this place, we pray that you would give us eyes to see and ears to hear the truth proclaimed, that we could maybe for the first time understand what your word says to us about our lives. And then we ask, Father, that you would help us to apply it, to confess the sin that we have in our hearts, and to receive your great gift of salvation and forgiveness. May you be glorified today as we seek your presence, as we try to draw near to you in this time in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to be working from um, Matthew. This is my favorite verse, by the way, in the whole Bible. I, I've told you before I love verses. This is really, truly my favorite verse in the whole Bible. Um, God just impressed on my heart. But um, So I'm going to start there, and then we're going to work our way down a little bit through the text. So... 
Hear the word of God with me, starting in Matthew 7, 7, by the way. Super easy to remember that verse, 7, 7. Jesus is teaching, and he says this, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Because everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. That's a great teaching. That's my favorite verse in the whole Bible right there. Listen to verse 9. Which of you, if his son asks for bread, would give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, would give him a snake? If, then, though, if, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you, for this sums up the law and the prophets. Jesus is teaching his disciples about what it means to receive. There's an incredible teaching in Matthew 7, 7. It's probably why it's my favorite verse in the whole Bible. Because it says, if you ask, you will be answered. I love that. I told you I'm the guy of many questions. But my, the second part, if you seek, you will find. I've talked to so many people who say, I've been looking and looking, but I haven't found anything. And the promise comes from God himself, not a, a, a fake thing, but a very real, tangible response to the heart in your heart. I think this means so much to me because this is what happened. When I honestly went looking for God, he was found. It was a miracle was a miracle. And then he says, lastly, and it reminds me of what Steve talked about with Honduras. He says, if you knock, the door will be opened. There's this unfolding. But then he begins to teach us what it means to get great gifts, to get great gifts. As we consider what the scriptures say, the first thing that stands out to me is that the command that Jesus teaches when he says, which of you, if your son asks for bread, would give him a stone? He's saying, when your son comes to you and asks for something, I think that many times we, we set back in our lives, and I'm telling you, there's some things going on right now for me personally. I know in you, in your life personally, where you just go, man, it's just a mess, and you're trying every other solution but asking God for help. You see what happens. Jesus teaches us reality. He says, if you ask, it will be answered and then he says, which of you, if your son asks you, wouldn't give him what he asks for? And what he's saying there is that you and I, in order to understand how to, to get great gifts, to receive great gifts, you and I need to go and ask the Father. That sounds kind of silly, but that's what the word says. We have to willingly receive great gifts. Have you ever talked to somebody who said, Man, I never get what I want. Have you ever had that conversation with anybody? They say, you know, and maybe it's not gifts. Let's, let's just throw that out for a minute. Let's say maybe it's a relational struggle you're having. And you say, you know that person, they never treat me the way I want to be treated. Or you know this other person over here, they never do what I'd hoped they would do. And, and one of the funniest questions is, have you ever even asked? Have you ever made that need known? In the bigger picture, and there's a reality here in Christ Jesus. You know, if you've come into churches before, you have seen this cross everywhere. Some of you probably have one on your neck. 
right? Maybe you have one in your car. Maybe you have one on your refrigerator or your grandma's bedroom wall. You've seen this thing everywhere. But the reality is that this cross only stands as an offer of help. It's just the opportunity to receive. Jesus says, if any of you asks, he will receive. We have to willingly receive gifts. We have to be part of the conversation about what? What we desire, what our hurts are, our salvation. Are you there? Where are you now? The reality is that as we come and approach our Father's throne, we sang a song about that today, standing before our Father's throne, right? Worshiping him at his feet. The question is, as you worship, are you even asking him for anything in your life? I can tell you that I've had many people run to me and say, help, help, help. And they've never, not yet, turned to God. We have to willingly receive these great gifts. It reminds me a few years ago, and this is an infamous story in our house, but where I was given a great gift, and I didn't open it. And, and I got in trouble, and it's kind of become a legend, but the truth is that that's how many of us are. We don't even receive it. We just leave it there. The cross, it's just that thing. You don't know what it means, and you're not asking about it. You're not seeking. You're not knocking. And you wonder why you've not received anything great yet. The reality is that we have to receive with open hands. Well, read with me, if you would, continuing in verse 9, because after he has this great teaching, he says, if your son asks for bread, would give him a stone, or asks for fish, would give him a snake. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? You see what's happening there. He's saying, we have the ability to know a good gift from a bad gift, Right? You and I, and that's why that whole thing happens. You just go, oh, this one may not be a great one, you know. You're kind of expecting it. We know the difference. And Jesus says of his heavenly Father, which he consistently taught about the relationship we have with God the Father, he says, if you know how to give good and bad gifts. How many of you know? I told you I'm a bad gift giver. I'm just a bad one. How many of you know the difference between a good gift and a bad gift? He says that all of us know that much, though we are evil. But the reality is that we need to learn to rightly recognize good and bad gifts. Now, I'm hoping this is going to translate for you in the real world stuff. Because he's making a proclamation about our good God, about God who gives us good things. And many of the things that we face in life that we complain about, we say, oh, this, this isn't good, this is bad. What's happening with this? And we kind of open the gift and we kind of give God the fake smile like, eh, thanks. We don't mean it because we don't believe it. We have to learn to rightly recognize good gifts and bad gifts when the Father gives them. I love that we can go to him and ask for things. And I love that Jesus' teaching is so obvious here that we would expect. I mean, what does it betray about ourselves if we think, if I ask God for this, he's going to give me something I don't want. It betrays something about what we really believe. We need to learn to rightly recognize good gifts 
and bad gifts. I want to be a great gift giver. This is where this is going, by the way, next week, is giving great gifts. But we have to learn first to receive from the Father. Well, the, the next thing ties into that, rightly recognizing the next thing that I want to talk to you about is believing that God gives great gifts, right? We have to believe that about the Heavenly Father. How much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask? He's saying, if you know how to give good gifts and bad gifts, and you know, and I, I told you I'm a bad gift giver, if you already know that, how much more does God know when you ask him. So the first thing I've asked you today is, do you even ask God? And the second thing is, if you've asked God, do you believe that he's giving you good gifts? For real, like the things in your life. Maybe the things that you would rather not have, but maybe that you need. We need to believe in our hearts that God is the giver of great gifts and to receive them as such. This is, this is like a hard thing to do, though, in a practical way. You know, because sometimes we don't like what God offers to us. And we kind of turn our nose up at it. We, we, it's not what we wanted. I want to remind you that uh, James, when he, when he wrote his letter, he said that every good and perfect gift comes from above, from your heavenly Father, right? That this is where we get good gifts from. I think I, think I have it here, actually. We can read it. It says... Don't be deceived, brothers, because every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. The reality is that God, our Father, who is giving us great gifts, is consistent. And we're going to take and learn, hopefully, how we can become better gift givers based on the way God gives us gifts. We need to believe that he is giving us good gifts. You know, many times we... We have the short view of life, the right now, the immediacy. But God will give us things that will carry us through this season, right? They'll last longer than a year. They're building things in us like character and perseverance, faith, hope. And this is the God that we serve, a God who gives us Great gifts. And then we, not only that, but we have to learn to give God thanks. Now, th this is really funny to me because um, giving God thanks for, uh, for, for the great gifts because sometimes we don't feel like they are. And I, I brought something I wanted to share with you this morning because it's exactly what Jesus taught about himself. And as we come up into Thanksgiving week, you know, many of us will uh, have experiences uh, with our family and friends that are going to be hard. Not what we asked for. Many of us on Thanksgiving maybe would rather just stay home, right? It's not going to be the experience that we're, we're wanting. And... Uh, If, if, you, if you know God's goodness, I'm going to challenge you to show up and give him thanks anyway. To see a great gift where maybe before you've never seen it that way. 
maybe that, that person or that relationship that you've always struggled with, that you know before they say it, they're going to say it again, and they say it. Maybe in that moment, I'm going to remind you of this teaching from Christ himself that says, you think you know how to give good gifts. Your father is the giver of perfect gifts, and he knows what he's giving you and giving thanks to God anyway. The funny thing is that literally this is supposed to be today Communion Sunday. Did anybody remember that? We do it usually on the third Sunday. And I was thinking, you know, it's like Thanksgiving. It would be a basket. It would be appropriate. And so I prepared. And then I was reading what Jesus taught. And he says, which of you, if you ask me for bread, would receive a stone? This is something that we believe about God. This isn't what I asked for. Lord, I can't eat this. This isn't, I'm not even sure what to do with it. We come on hard times or we face challenges in life and it's difficult and, and uh, we go, what are you doing? The Apostle Paul in 1 Thessalonians, he says, give thanks to God all the time. Never stop giving thanks. And that would include the times that we get things that we don't expect. So we're called to thank God when he gives us things that we do not expect. I wanted to share another teaching with you from God's word it comes from Jesus' own life. He's uh, been baptized, and everyone, you know, God spoke. This is my son with whom I'm well pleased. And he's coming out of the desert, and he's tempted by Satan. And Satan says this, If you're God, command this stone to become bread. And Jesus hadn't eaten and I'm shocked by his reply. You know what it says. We made it churchy. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. But what is he really saying? I feel like Jesus is saying, you know what? I thank God for that rock. How about that, Satan? I thank God for the hard things. Not just the things I want, but the things I need. Oh, if you were God, you would command this rock to be bread, and you would have all of your needs met. You know what, Satan? I thank God for the rock instead. We're not only supposed to give God thanks for the good things, Paul says, but for everything, to fully appreciate every good gift. And so I'm going to offer you a challenge this week as we uh, commune together today. And I, I'm, I'm hoping it's going to kind of make sense with next week as well. But I've brought you some things. These are special things that I wanted to share with all of you. 
These are personal things. And I'm going to offer you one. You're welcome. I'll offer you one. Yeah. Aren't you guys excited? Aren't you excited? Yeah, you look excited. What do you guys think is in here? What do you think is in here, Josh? Are you excited? You shouldn't be. I've been telling you. I'm a horrible gift giver, man. That's so lame. What do you think is in here? You don't know? Do you want one? Oh, I don't think you do. Gross. Nasty, dirty rocks. That's the lamest gift ever. I'm going to offer these to you. I'm going to put the rest of them on the back by the joy box. Thanks, Mike. And I'm going to challenge you, if you want one, to take one. It's dirty. It ain't clean. It's real. And it's mine. And you can have it. It's right back there. Doesn't that sound awesome? And I want you to carry this this week through whatever you face, the trials of life, the good times, the bad times, Thanksgiving meals, you know, the regret after you've eaten too much, the hunger, if you don't have enough to eat. And I'm going to ask you to hang on to this. Put it on your nightstand, put it in your pocket, and thank God for what he has given you no matter what it is. Next week, I'm going to ask you to bring these back, these hard things with you to worship. And I'm going to walk with you through God's Word as it teaches us how to give great gifts for God's glory. Please pray with me if you would. Father God, today we've come here to worship you and to hear your Word taught over us not for our own, you know, pleasure, but for knowing you more, for hearing you more clearly. And I pray, Father God, that you would forgive us for those times in the desert when we would rather command the rock to be bread than receive what you have for us. May we be the kind of folks who are found to desire your gifts above all else. And Father, today, as we look at that cross, we've seen so many times, and it's just become like a piece of jewelry or a decoration on the wall, I pray that it might have real significant value for the hard things that you've done to provide this gift for us. May we receive it openly and honestly. May we seek you in times of need, desperation, and joy. May we worship you fully today and every day of our life. I thank you for the work you're doing. I thank you for the presence of your Holy Spirit and the way you're teaching and admonishing us today. In Christ's name, amen.